up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Mike Adelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli. You're you, and we're all the same consciousness experiencing itself subjectively through an infinite array of diverse sentient life throughout this earth and all the other ones in the multiverse or whatever the hell you want to believe we're in because it's all a game that we're playing just to experience the infinite multitude of experiences here in this conscious domain of reality that we're creating this is just what we do this is the game we've been just doing it for you know for infinity and uh you know the key is to just live in eternity live in the present moment and uh not get too bogged down by living somebody else's idea of what this thing should be which is hard but uh, but then when you learn about this stuff and you have awareness of it, it's like, oh, it's not that hard. It's actually pretty simple. It's actually pretty easy. It's not that complex. I think certain d- groups of people want to make things sound more complex than they actually are because it kind of serves the it serves their uh, requirements for fuel and energy in order to sustain their uh, their games. So if you can buy it, if, if they get you to buy into their games and they're like, oh, cool. But anyway, you know, um, Finite and Infinite Games, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. I highly recommend it. I know Simon Sinek has a book um, out that was inspired by that book. Uh, I haven't read it yet called The Infinite Game. But, uh, but this is what it is. And then we put ourselves into Finite Games because it's fun. It's fun to be limited. It's fun to say, you know, I, I just got I just got done like binge watching a bunch of uh, Bear Grylls. And I know that uh, some of his stuff is staged and, you know, I mean, it's a TV show. It's for entertainment and stuff. Right. So it's not like completely accurate, of course. But uh, but uh, but I do like the idea of challenging ourselves, you know, it, limiting ourselves. So putting ourselves in the limited game, you know, so many people in the conscious, psychedelic, spiritual worlds are so attached to uh, a particular outcome when it comes to walking the path or their path that they're going to get to somewhere, that they're going to arrive to a point where pain and suffering is no more, where there's going to be some utopic bliss field just emanating out from every orifice of your body and you're just going to float on a cloud and nothing is ever going to phase you and you know it's i mean i guess maybe that's that's a path that you could try and and pursue but even the 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 trying to pursue that even the wanting to attain that is is a, a form of suffering in itself um, you know, we, we choose to enter limited games and we choose to enter the realm of duality for a reason because playing games are fun. If, if you didn't have borders and boundaries and rules to games, then they just wouldn't be fun. You know, we, we, we like sports games because they have rules. When people break the rules, we get upset. Oh, that was, you know, that was, that was bull or this, this rule stupid. I know my brother recently was complaining about this new rule in baseball. I haven't really been paying attention, but uh, some about extra innings, a guy goes to second base and it's like, oh, come on, that's a shitty rule. Sometimes the rules are shitty, but we get to every, you know, reality gets created by our negotiations of agreements 
that we make. And we're making agreements every single day, whether we realize it or not, whether it's, uh, you know, being complacent or tacit agreements or really um, active agreements uh, that, you know, we're, we're constantly working in competition and collaboration. We're constantly making choices. And even when we're not making choices, we're making a choice because we're we're basically saying that we're not participating we're 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 funding and fueling the the lives that this you know this reality machine is operating based upon everything that we implicitly tacitly or you know agree to whether it's passive or active whether we're making choices proactively or whether we're letting things happen to us it's all a part of this game and the outcomes are then generated based upon everything that we do. Well, this is a hell of an intro to this podcast. I wasn't really planning on on going to all the places that we just went to, but you know, that's what you get over here from time to time. Is that what you get? I don't know. You get something. But anyway, this podcast is with my brothers, with my my soul brothers, Max Marshausen and Bill Burns. You've both heard on this podcast individually, and now the uh, the three amigos, the three musketeers, the uh, you know I don't know is there a th- is there another three something? Three's a good good number. I mean, obviously you guys know I like the triangle, uh, but uh, but we're uh, we're all on this podcast together because we have been working together in creating experiences for men. AKA men's work. Uh, you'll hear both of their stories. They've they've shared. Max has shared on the podcast I did with him individually, but they'll share on this podcast as well. And uh, yeah, we recorded this episode right before I left to go to Costa Rica. Then I put it up on the Patreon for uh, the patrons to get early access to. Shout out to all you patrons. Love you guys. Love you gals. Love y'all. Uh, couldn't do this podcast without your help, with your love, with your support. Really, really appreciate you guys uh, donating your fiat currency to uh, support this show. So um, now I'm uh, releasing it to you all. And uh, we just had a magical, mystical, epic, legendary men's gathering. Uh, up in Boulder, Colorado, at a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 100-acre property. Uh, just a truly spectacular place. Man, it is just, I mean, just even just being there. Like, if we weren't even doing anything, just walking around the property, you feel so alive. Uh, a lot of the medicine is is being in nature, too. It's just really truly sings to my soul and, and and lights me up but being there with with other men that uh are looking for something different you know looking for something a little bit more a little deeper a little bit more real and that's what we had and uh and it was just man i was buzzing after the night i mean the whole the whole evening was amazing and uh I was I I was buzzing so much I I could barely go to sleep. I just had all I was having all these ideas come up because 
I guess I've always been a seeker, you know, I've always been looking for that thing, that real, you know, the raw juices of life, the nectar, the, the, the real shit. And, um, you know, sometimes I find something and I'm like, this is the real shit. And then that's the real shit for as long as it is that it serves me. And then there's something else, you know, it all builds upon itself. In my experience, everything has built upon itself. And now I find myself really called to be doing this work. And so Bill Burns, myself, and Max Marshausen are hosting a retreat at the end of August that is going to be liberating, euphoric, amazing, confronting, challenging. Just, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're calling it permission. You have permission. All of you is welcome here, and you have permission to unleash and awaken your wild soul. And th- this is, uh, you know, we firmly believe that, that being entrenched in nature, deepening into community and, and healing uh, with ceremony, with ritual, uh, in, a, in a sort of rites of passage initiation way is, uh, is crucial, is vital. You know, I think that uh, we really, really, really need this. And you're going to hear us talk about this, but I'm just, I'm talking about the recent experience that we had. It was called Perception, and it was just so soul-nourishing. And so, I mean, the words that come to mind were tribe, community, uh, brotherhood, bonding, um, you know, raw, real, authentic, genuine, uh, emotional, blissful. It, It just was so impactful. And uh, so many of the, the guys there were saying, man, I, I never thought I'd be doing this. And I did so many things tonight that I, that I didn't, that, that I, I'd never done before. And it, was, it, was, it felt so freeing and I feel so alive. And one of the best moments for me was uh, we did a, a silent night hike to a teepee out in the, in, in the forest. And uh, we, we made a fire. And, uh, and we did some, I led people in a, uh, rape ceremony and then, uh, as well as Om chanting meditation and then, uh, and then just some, some kind of primal chanting, just kind of free flow, spontaneous, improvisational, primal chanting and, and kind of, you know, drumming as we were hitting the floor and, and our, and our legs and things like that. And each experience that we're putting together is going to be different than the last. So that's one of the keys that I, that I really want to uh, create is each one is going to be vastly different. And some of them will be themed. Some of them will be free. Some of them will be uh, charging for. And uh, we're also going to have some Zoom gatherings as well for you people that are, that are out of state that you want to experience a little bit what, what we're offering. But I, I am truly re- ignited with uh, a, a lot of energy here and a lot of commitment and dedication to creating really ultimate experiences. You know, if you guys want to experience what, what it's like to be with me and live in one of these experiences, come out. Come out to it. If you're in Denver, if you're in Boulder, if you're in Colorado, you know, even if you want to come in from out of state, this retreat that we're hosting at the end of the summer is going to be so epic. I I, I wish I had better language to uh, to put to it. You know, I keep thinking of the same kinds of words. But anyway, that that I'm just I'm just beaming with excitement and energy. I, I feel that my soul has been nourished. 
I feel that this has been a crucial part of uh, what I've been looking for in my journey of, of things that I've been discovering, where I've been going towards things that I find to be, oh, this is where truth is. This is where healing is. This is what resonates with me. This is what connects with me. I felt so connected and so alive. And I think there's just something really, really crucial about being with a bunch of men and uh, just just doing some primal shit and uh, allowing yourself to be seen, to be held, to be vulnerable and uh, and allowing whatever to come out, to come out because we all go through shit and we can't, we can't keep it in alone. We can't be these lone wolves. You know, that doesn't work. And, uh, we gotta, we gotta have tribe. We gotta have community. Uh, I recently watched the movie dances with wolves, actually very apropos time, uh, just randomly. Uh, I think it was on Netflix. I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. I saw it maybe when I was like 10, you know, so bear don't remember much of it but yeah it just uh there's there's such a difference when you look at the you know the the tribal way of being and uh if i think back to all the times in my life where i felt most alive outside it's it's not solely the ayahuasca it's not solely the psilocybin it's not solely you know the the music or that nothing exists in a vacuum in and of itself so that is why this work is so important, has been so important to me. This is not about going and getting into an experience and then coming back and then going for the next one and the next one and the next medicine and the next plant medicine and the next drug and the next psychedelic and the next group and the next breath work and the next and the next and the next. We are not selling tickets to this event. What we are doing is we are inviting all to be participants and collaborators and some more collaborators and participants. So if you have a talent, if you have a skill, if you have a gift that you would like to share to bring it into community, into tribe, you have permission to do that. We want to give you space to explore and to awaken your creativity and your gifts, just the way that my brothers have done for me and that I have done for them. We want to create an environment where you feel free and empowered to try, to experiment, to play, and to share. To get personal and vulnerable, not because we're encouraging you to do that, but because you feel safe in an environment where you see the you in all of us and that we see the us in you. Because that's what happens. Healing does not happen in a vacuum. Healing is not individual. Community is more than just something that people talk about when they say that they're gathering in a space on a night to do cacao or to do bread, whatever the thing is. Unfortunately, the container for the environment in which we exist in is vastly different than the one shared by 
for example, the movie that I was watching Dances with Wolves, you know, the, 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 but that way of being, and I've only experienced that a little bit when I worked at the Temple of the Way of Light and, and, and lived there. But, but that is what I think about often. It's not necessarily about the ayahuasca. It's not necessarily about being in the jungle. It was the people who I was with at the time and the moments that we shared, the way that we looked at each other in the eyes, the things that we said, the humor, the laughs, the connection. The connection is the medicine. The connection is the cure, as Johan Hari in his amazing book, Lost Connections. We are so disconnected and separated, and we want to create a financial model, a soul model, a mind model, a body model, really embody this and walk this path of true equality and connection where everybody feels empowered, everybody feels that they are getting sustenance and nourishment out of this. So we want to invite all of you in the style of life is a negotiation. You know, currently right now, maybe on the website, it doesn't reflect that way. We need to update it. Everything is a negotiation. Reality is created by our negotiations. So if you want to come, if you want to be a collaborator, collaborator slash participant, creator, and share some of your talents, whether it's body, uh, body work or um, energy work or uh, facilitation in some capacity, uh, breath work, um, something more, you know, everything, mind, body, spirit, we want to bring it all in together. Uh, we have a lot of people in mind that we're curating to be collaborators. And we also want to invite everybody to be a collaborator and a participant or a participant collaborator. And we will work with you where you're at. If you feel called to be here and to be in a, in a pack, in a tribe, of those striving for true brotherhood and connection, true community, to really feel, to really feel all of our senses and to really be present and to witness the power of transformation that occurs when everybody's egos are left at the door and we can come together to build something greater. This is the idea. This is the vision. All of us individually are nothing. But when we come together to give life to a being or entity that unifies all of our individual contributions and creativity, then, then we create something great. Anyway, that is what we're doing. That's the call. That's the invitation. Contact me. All the links are in the show description, show notes. Contact me, email me, DM me, however you need to get in touch with me. Go to the link, get in touch with Bill, get in touch with Max. We want you to be there. We want to work with you. We want to create an amazing experience and start 
creating more experiences and more experiences and more experiences until this just becomes a way of being. With that being said, we're going to get right into this podcast right now with Max Marshausen and Bill Burns. You have permission. Welcome to a brand new episode of Mike Cadella. I'm Mike Brancatelli. You're you. I'm sitting here with two dudes who are not you or me, but they're my BFFFFs, Max <laughs> and Bill. You might know them by the name of Max Marchhausen, Coach Hausen, and <laughs> Bill Asibin. What's up, y'all? Hola, amigos. This podcast is about what we're doing uh, in the world right now. I've recently kind of stepped into some some men's work with your help bill and your help max uh bill putting together connection council during the pandemic this was a game changer for me i have to tell you uh at first i was like skeptical i didn't really understand it i didn't really get it um i hadn't really explored the the field of men's work uh, so much but man that that early stages of that pandemic was so isolating and so lonely and to have a group of men who are I now consider to be my brothers, like show up and and just, you know, connect with each other in ways that I just never even thought were gonna be like possible in that during that time. Yeah. And it turned out to be so much more. So Big shout out to you, Billy Burns. Yeah, thank you. Together. I mean, I just to give some background, I I realized myself that I was feeling isolated when this whole pandemic uh, thing started. And Mike and I actually recorded a podcast uh, about, I guess, a little over a year ago, the Chrysalis, when we kind of were all going in our collective cocoons. And it was at that time that I I could no longer do what my former, uh, I guess, project was, which was Good Cinema, which we had a whole podcast on that. Uh, I couldn't host events in theaters anymore. I couldn't kind of bring co- community together. And so I really searched deep within my heart for what uh, we really needed. And I thought we needed some form of deep connection. And so I started hosting just online uh, Zoom gatherings where I would facilitate uh, these spirals, as we call them, a uh, form of facilitation. Uh, it was then during a uh, mushroom journey that uh, I got this inspiration to bring this beautiful work to uh, to men that I was in connection with. And the name Connection Council uh, was what came to me. And uh, this men's group was born. And we eventually got offline and in person uh, for experiential gatherings, starting with paddleboarding, getting into nature, hiking. Uh, we did a rafting and camping trip uh, where our guide couldn't make it. Uh, so we all became our own guides uh, and have since hosted a co-creative retreat where each individual brought their own gifts and passions uh, to this uh, to this group. And it's just been wonderful to see how uh, the safe space has really created uh, room for healing, a place for us to really support each other, to love each other, to hold each other in our pain 
pain and our joy. Um, and we've just grown together um, so tightly as brothers. And uh, it's now inspired uh, even new creations uh, that we'll be talking more about today. Hell yeah. But yeah, that was beautiful, Bill. I mean, you really, it, it all came together at like the perfect timing. Mm. And I have to say, that rafting trip, I think, yeah. was the turning point for me. Yeah. Right? I would agree. Yeah, 100%. Max was fucking jumping off 75-foot cliffs, <laughs> going from, from raft, to raft, raft to raft like we were pirates Shanghai in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. I've, the bottoms of my feet have never hurt so much. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we went to the Colorado River. Uh, what area were we in? Uh, it was the upper Colorado, kind of near Kremling, uh, Rio Rancho, I think was the area. Yeah, so we get there, and I remember you and I were the first ones to arrive, and our camping spot was like wide open and the sun was just beating the hell out of us. Like <laughs> I was like, oh man, like what are we going to do? Um, and kind of like, you know, just like our, like w the first time that I had really been on a trip like this outside of just being with friends or uh, family or something like that. This was the Connection Council rafting trip over the summer last year. And, um, you know, we wound up having like a great night. I think we, we got a little bit high. I remember, you know, someone lost a joint. Kevin lost a joint and he was trying to find it, <laughs> looking around for it. Like just got there. It's such a stoner <laughs> thing to do. And, and then and we were all laughing and having a good time. And then some concerns started to come in as we were sitting around the fire because we had all nominated our brother Justin to be the captain, right? <laughs> this is how I remember it. Was that Well, how we got there was the night before the retreat, I get a message from the guy who organized right. this whole event and he was a seasoned uh, rafter. He rafted for multiple months down the Grand Canyon uh, and just is one with the river and so he was going to be our guide. Well, he was sick the night before, and uh, so we had no guide. We were literally up the creek without a guide. Without, <laughs> yeah. We did have paddles. Thank we did have paddles. <laughs> we had those. And so we show up to the uh, rafting center, and the woman's kind of asking us all about, you know, well, do you know, do you know the right type of uh, jacket to wear? And, and the guy that we had elected as our guide, who was, I guess, the elder of the group, Justin, uh, he was wearing what he thought was what she was saying the right jacket was supposed to be. And she said, you know, it's this instead, right? And he said, well, yeah, yeah. And then he's looking around and no one's wearing the same jacket as him. And he's like, well, wait, is this not right? And uh, that was just the beginning of our, our follies as uh, we entered this adventure as, uh, as amateurs. Yeah. I mean, really, it was the reason why I think that was the turning point for me is because, you know, look, like sometimes in life, like you, you're trying to plan things to be perfect. Right. Yeah. And, you know, especially in the psychedelic space, it's all about like, oh, you want to set up like, you know, set and setting. And it's, you know, all this stuff is like really important and prepare. And while there's a lot of truth to that, there's also something really special about just piecing it together as you go mm. and just and and making it work and like improvising and trusting your uh, the other people that you're with like we're doing this. You got my back? I got your back. You got my back? Like hell yeah. All right. Let's fucking go. And that to me was what was really special about it cuz once we got on the those the water we got two boats or two rafts, right? Yeah. We got no real guide, you know. <laughs> our our guide was, you know, somewhere else, and uh, no helmets. We weren't wearing any helmets. I remember seeing other people with like helmets and being like, "Should we? Uh, do we? Need those? Do we is that important?" <laughs> 
And but we 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 all work together as a team in each raft to navigate those waters, which were like class three rapids. And um, I think we we did a fucking hell of a job, and it, it it really brought us all together even closer afterwards because we had that shared experience of like really facing a challenge that we were unfamiliar with, yeah, and then coming out on the other side victorious. And I feel like the big kind of. I guess transition, if you will, in that adventure for me was we had spent all this time together connecting through circle, through our words, through hugging, just through all these different ways. So we'd really gotten to know each other. Uh, but this gave us an opportunity to really lean on each other and connect with each other in a, in a more physical, tactile way of like, all right, so we've spent all this time connecting in the emotional realm. How do we do when we get in a boat and we go paddle down river? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it just, I think the work spoke for itself with how well the teams communicated how well we worked together and how much fun we had at the same time like it was nervous and some people were pretty scared but once we got on those boats it was like i just remember being in pure bliss i mean i was jumping from boat to boat so yeah <laughs> i was yeah. having the hell of a we time. had a good in my boat we had a good flow yeah you know we had a good flow of communication justin actually did an excellent job as the captain you know, uh, everybody else that was in the boat, we all, when the time came for us to pull it together and make things happen, we did. Yeah. You know, when we saw a rock coming up, we, we navigated the right way. So yeah, but to your point, Max, I mean, that's such a good point. Like this, it's like this two pronged or three pronged approach of like circling up, spiraling, being emotional, vulnerable, saying things that you might normally not say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in a circle in a safe container with other men, uh, and and really developing that connection and then also bringing it to the physical and incorporating the, that fun element in there as well. Yeah, it's interesting because the night before uh, we were all sitting around the fire and we were we were circling and someone brought up, you know, I, I'm pretty scared about tomorrow. I have a lot of fear. I had no idea we wouldn't have a guide and <laughs> I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. And it was at that moment that all of us that were afraid were able to just voice our fears and together collectively we held each other and we said, you know what? We have eight guides right here. We don't need one guide. We're all guides together. And it was that moment where it it felt like it wasn't just eight individuals, but it was really one greater whole. And so the next day we crushed it. I mean, we, we just were aligned. We became one because the boat really needs to be, we need to be paddling together. We need to be moving together. And I think that was the biggest thing I took out of it was just, we became uh, a brotherhood after that. Yeah. Such a good point because when the first person who expressed their fear about the next day, they gave everybody else permission. Absolutely. Permission. Permission. <laughs> Permission granted. And it's so important because as guys, so often we suffer alone for mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah. When we can just tell our friends, our brothers, our family members, like, hey, I'm I'm kind of thinking this or I'm kind of like a little concerned about that or I'm feeling this. Oh my God, me too. Yeah. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't allow pride or ego to get in the way we were able to just be open and vulnerable and how about how we truly felt and that enabled us to connect deeper and to become stronger yeah. as a result. 
it's so often when I'm at least not anymore, but before I really dove into this work, when I've felt in another group of men that that level of fear or apprehension and couldn't give it a voice. So I had to bottle it up. And then that kind of oozes out sideways and it allows for things to not go as smoothly as they would have. So uh, mad props to the container for giving the space for us to be able to be true to ourselves and then to also be received that way. I think it's so often as men where there's a story that we're telling ourselves is like, well, it won't be received. We'll be ridiculed for it. Yeah. Yeah. It begs the question, you know, what's possible when we're in community with others that support us and allow us to be our true selves. Mm. Yeah. I think you do uh, an amazing job of facilitating that bill. You, really are able to step out of the of your own way to allow for the magic of the collective container to emerge spontaneously while you also guide it as well and it's like a perfect balance of not too much you know just right right and and you do that really well you're you're an excellent curator you know and i think that by you doing that so well, I, it impacts the rest of us because it's like it like activates something within us mm-hmm. to be like, oh yeah, this isn't about like who's the best, who's better, who's got who's got a more vulnerable share, who's hurting <laughs> the most, you know, like because because once and then even when you open up into that realm, like ego can convert anything to its use, as Cho Young Trumpa says, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you do such a good job of, of being kind of like the ego janitor, you know? You like, <laughs> yeah. you just, you're like, oh man, little ego on the floor, just sweep that away a little bit. Sweep and we're all like, oh man, it's it's so much cleaner in here now. Yeah. We want to keep this place clean too. Yeah. And then everybody participates to contribute what they have. And it really does, you know, it's, it's in Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe, he talks about the value of brotherhood and how it forms in troops like where he was stationed in afghanistan it's like look we don't necessarily have to go to fucking war to make that happen right there's a lot other like healthier more productive ways and this is definitely one of them is is this intentional community i think that was one of the reasons i had a little apprehension because i was like why the fuck would i join somebody just hanging out with you guys anyway and you made the point to me that this is like look we're in this fucking pandemic like we need to do things that are intentionally creating community now. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I kind of, I got it after a couple times. Yeah. Well, thank you for those kind words, Mike. Uh, I just want to say that what I think what it is for me is I see every, I see that everyone has a unique gift that is so special. And I think we're doing each other a disservice if we don't encourage every person's unique gift to really come out. No one is better or worse than anyone. Everyone is who they are. And the more that we give them the space to be who they are, the better off this world is. Absolutely. And I'll speak very candidly of just how much this has helped me to heal, Bill, with your ability to give people that permission to be their authentic selves and and the brotherhood that's been formed around us. Um, That's something that I've, I mean, still to this day, I have stories that pop up and like, well, that's not going to be welcome. It's not going to be welcomed. And it's always dissipated and melted if I have that nervousness or apprehension before showing up to connection count. So it's sometimes it voice, it's a, it's an old habit. It dies hard. It'll pop up from time to time. And then I'm always welcomed with this warmth and this acceptance and this, it's like a warm hug, you know, that, that I've been needing for so long. That's allowing this to, to heal. I mean, there's that process of the grief coming up and being released and to have, to be held by my brothers in that space has been so 
uh, scary at first and then I get into it and it's, it's so healing and so beautiful and I feel so supported and it's like, Oh, I've just been telling myself a, a goddamn fear story the whole time about how this was going to go down. And really I've just been received with love and acceptance. And it's such a, a beautiful gift to be, to, to receive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm a little bit older than you, Max. Mm -hmm. And so I look at you and I'm like, this fucking kid is like on another, like you're so much ahead of the game. I appreciate like that. when I look at you, I'm like, fucking this guy's like courageous, brave, taking risks, taking chances, like making shit happen, really getting out in the world, like and 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 just living life to the fullest. Like whether you're bouldering or hiking or, you know, teaching kids, like what, whatever you're doing, you're 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 way ahead of like where I was when I was your age. Cause I'm just starting to get it now because of that conditioned mm. pattern of behavior. I mm. grew up in a New York, you know, environment of, you know, massive ego inflated, you know, macho, machismo, like, yeah. fuck you, fuck everything. My relationship I'm from with Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm from. <laughs> but like any, if anybody expressed any emotion about anything, you'd immediately get eviscerated, just verbally assaulted. And usually it would be funny. It would be like kind of a joke. Like other people would be laughing. But there's always there is always a little bit of truth, you know, that that comes out of that. So, you know, I remember times where people would be like, you know, maybe I would express something that would be a little bit uh, more uh, vulnerable or something, and I'd be like, ah, come on, you fucking fairy, what are you kidding me? Like, hey, do you really think that or something? Go fuck yourself. And then I'm in, and then I go, I would just like mask it and be like, ah, yeah, 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 you know, it's stupid, whatever. But then like inside, I'm like, no, I, I kind of like. That was kind of important to me. Like, I'm not allowed to express the multi-dimensions of my personality. I have to be one thing, you know? And and so that conditioned behavior has just started to um, finally get attuned to the new way of being where I feel – I don't even feel that resistance anymore. I feel like, man, I could just be here and just – be myself with with my brothers and just be myself in the world you know that's beautiful and you mentioned mask it uh you know one of the primary objectives of this work is to give us a safe space to remove our masks to give ourselves permission to be who we truly are and that means things that we f might feel aren't accepted or might not make us might not allow us to be to fit in mm -hmm. if it as it were uh i at least personally i'll take you back a little bit in my life i felt for so long that i never really connected with male friends a lot of our activities revolved around watching sports and just many other things that I felt were very kind of surface level. And I always yearned for a deeper connection with men. And I noticed that my deeper relationships started gravitating towards uh, those with women because I felt like I was able to kind of open up more emotionally, have really deeper conversations, you know, talk about feelings, things that dudes didn't talk about. And I originally come from the South and the Midwest, both places that are very steeped in kind of tradition and where there's, you know, walls up where it comes or when it comes to uh, men really showing uh, their soft side. And I was taught that, you know, men don't hug, men shake hands and uh, men don't cry and, uh, a man is tough and that means that he does strong physical things and this new work is really shifting 
what a man is. And I think what we're redefining as a strong man as is one who is vulnerable, who's open, who's able to really be true to himself and not be afraid of being who he really is, but courageously uh, getting into the arena and uh, opening up, crying and, and loving with reckless abandon. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well said. Bro. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. I'm so excited that this kind of work is really coming online more now. Yeah. You know, it's time. Yeah, it really is. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about a lot of the things that are shitty in the world that we don't like, I look at that and I go, well, yeah, <laughs> obviously yeah. we have a bunch of wounded, traumatized men who have re been repressing their, their feelings, projecting their egos into the material realm and wearing all these different kinds of masks that they don't even know who the fuck they really are anymore. Mm. They define themselves by their career, their job or their money or whatever. And um, it's like baby men. And, and Trump was the perfect like Iteration. mirror for that. Yeah. It's like, here's the collective shadow. Boom, it's your president. <laughs> all your unhealed shit, all the scary shit, all the nasty shit you don't want to look at, here it is. It's not my fault, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. Don't put that on me. I'm not the collective shadow, you're the collective shadow. My shadow is tremendously huge. I have a huge shadow. But, uh, but, 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 the, but that's what happens when you don't have rites of passage for young boys coming of age like they did in indigenous traditions all around the world in tribal villages and societies and cultures that they they knew that this is going to be the next generation and they had wise old elders in order to usher those children into adulthood so they could be the torchbearers to represent the values and the traditions of that tribe of that society and instead what we have is none of that and you you don't you don't get that challenge. You don't get that kind of uh, much needed wisdom. Where are our wise old elders? They're in fucking, you know, old age homes in Florida, locked in a fucking prison in, with dementia. Yeah. And some of them are, sometimes they become president too. <laughs> or they're in country clubs in the golf course. There, There's this, it, it, I think it just comes back to this, this illusion of separation and this kind of disconnection from being in true community. Mm. Uh, communities defined by the things we do, you know, or the proximity, but not communities defined by who we are and how we support each other as humans. I think th this one, this one piece about kind of getting back in a native tradition is ceremony. Uh, this, this, uh, I guess this other concept that is kind of gaining, gaining more steam with the psychedelic movement and with ayahuasca becoming, uh, so much more kind of mainstream now is, is ceremony. Uh, but I think if we focus too much on the substances, we lose sight of what true ceremony is, is, and that is the ritual, the gathering, uh, and the communal nature of sharing in an experience, uh, for the good of everyone that is both uniting as well as uh, introspective in a way that our current ways of, I guess, quote, celebrating or our current ways of ritual and tradition really focus on disconnecting and intoxifying ourselves uh, with different substances and, and just disconnecting from the world because we're always looking for that escape. And and I'm looking for ways for us to, to not escape, but to reunite. Yeah, to deepen, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, why why men's work specifically, right? Like I'm thinking of like, oh well, like what's the because I think one of the things that I thought was. Oh, what, is this like a bunch of guys like throwing kettlebells around and fucking, you know, <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs, like, release your primal law, you know? <laughs> and there's like, maybe that's, you know, some of that's good or whatever, but like I had this, or like men's rights activist type thing, like, mm-hmm. oh, these are a bunch of incels sitting in their mom's basement, like, you know, putting angry comments out on the internet. <laughs> there's a feminist movement where it's a masculine movement. Right, right. Burn our sheath underwear, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy sheath underwear and then burn it. Use the promo code Mikeadelic, 20% off. <laughs> Always be plugging, ABP. So, so, but, but yeah, I mean, because it, it's like, well, can we all just heal together? Like, why, why men? What is it about men's work? Why is it specifically, why are we doing this that is specifically geared towards men only? I personally feel it's because there's that space for men to come together and do this kind of healing work really hasn't existed. I mean, it's, it started to really kind of surface, I would say, in the late 80s, early 90s with Robert Bly and some of those big names out there yeah. in Michael men's Mead. work. Michael yeah. Mead. Robert uh, Moore. Yeah. Like, those guys are the ones who really kind of pioneered the movement, but it lost steam uh, in the late 90s. And I think we kind of got sucked right back into the rat race and um, consuming materials to fill the void. And I, I see this men's work and why it's so specific for men because we've been leaning on our women for this emotional space for so long, right? Like in relationships, it's always been the woman's responsibility to teach the man how to feel again. And it's not, that's Mm. not her responsibility. It is our responsibility as men to come together and learn how to do this again. We, we know how to do it. It's there. We've just programmed ourselves and trained ourselves to not do it anymore because that's the messaging we've been receiving. So now we're creating these intentional spaces for men to come together where there isn't that shame that's being thrown around when somebody shows up with a tear in their eye, but rather they're met with a warm and welcome hug of like, what's going on? Sit down, talk to me. Um, I can remember being in like so much fear to show up at my old man's place and sad or, or in experiencing any kind of emotion because I wasn't living up to the expectation of what it is to be a man. And now as I'm getting older and I'm, I'm getting into these spaces more, I'm learning that it's you know, screw this whole gender thing of man or woman, we're human beings and we have emotional experience. And it's about leaning into that experience with our brothers because men and women definitely experience emotion in different ways. And I think we're learning from each other in circle about all these different ways that we do experience them. I have, I used to be somebody who isolated so much when it came to my emotional experience and what connection council and men's work has really done for me has allowed me to see in myself, uh, others and learn from them and their process. And it's given me such uh, uh, an emotional intelligence to be able to understand my emotional experience and to give it permission instead of trying to fight it off. Yeah. I, we, I wish we set up before this podcast like a couple buttons so that every time someone said permission, we could just go, permission, you have permission granted. Permission granted. Okay, so we're just going to take a quick interlude here so that we can bring to your attention the amazing sponsors that love and support this show and have amazing services and products to offer. It's Sheath Underwear, Fungi Academy, Mushroom Revival, Ohana Kava Bar, and Student Loan Tutor. Go check them out in the show notes. All the links are there with the discount codes, all the information that you will want 
to know about these amazing sponsors. Their products and services are there. I wouldn't be recommending them if they weren't awesome. And to find out more, just go to that section on whatever podcast player app you're using. The information will be there. And we got some nice discount codes on some amazing products and services. Much love to you guys. Thank you so much. And also leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and check out Patreon at patreon.com slash Mike Brank. Now let's get back into this conversation. No, well, well said, well Max. Said. And for me, I, like you, Mike, rejected this, this notion of men's work uh, from the beginning because I thought, you know, why don't we just do this together? Why do we need to separate men? Men already have all these things for them. Do they need one other thing? That doesn't make any sense to me. And then as I started to get into it and realize what it truly is, I realized, well, wait, women have been doing this for a long time, unabashedly just book clubs and going out for girls nights and meeting for dinner and and men get together to watch sports scratch their asses uh you know do things that are more focused on not each other yeah and women do things that are book club but they're really just chatting with each other and so they do things that are that are meant to focus on other things but they're focused on each other and with the way our world is now, just the reality of so many men in power, I think it behooves us as men to really start to uh, explore our feminine sides, to become more balanced and whole as as individuals, not live by these boxes that we're put in as men, but to truly come out of our shells and to discover who we really are. I think that's the first step is really exploring who are we if we don't have to be something? If we don't have to be defined by these gender normative roles, but we can just be defined by who we are, what is possible then? And so I think when in men's work, it creates safe spaces for that. I think why it is men only in these spaces is because it's a safe space for men to really explore what that is and to be held by other men who are doing the same thing. And in doing that, we are giving each other permission yeah. to uh, to really be who we are without being who we, quote, should be. Right, yeah. And there is this, there's differences between men and women, obviously, right? Absolutely. So, the, you know, and I think that it's safe to say that, like, men like to do things that are kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, s- kind of silly, kind of immature. The farts are funny. Right, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, funny and and immature or just a little, maybe a little bit more aggressive or a little bit like mean, but in a joking way. But that gets expressed in an unhealthy way and in mm-hmm. a destructive way mm-hmm. when you don't have the container, when you don't have the sort of wise elder guiding and facilitating and leading. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember growing up so many times just doing something that was so stupid, so dangerous, so risky, so immature, even to this day. But but now I have such a better container to express that. And when I express that urge for that thing, that part of my like masculine or maleness, like I, I'm like, oh, it can come out in like a healthier, like lighter way that's better for everybody mm-hmm. and myself. And I feel better about it, yeah. you know? 
I also feel like another important piece to why men's work and why is it exclusive to men is because men need to see other men in their shit, mm. in their emotions. We so often feel we need to hide that from one another. And this creates an opportunity for us to show up in whatever it is that we're dealing with. Sometimes it can be messy and, and hurtful and painful. And we're letting ourselves be seen by other men in that space. And in my journey with men's work, that has been probably some of the hardest pieces of the work. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, I also want to say that it's, it's that and it is it's honoring what we really need and as men i feel like for so much of my life i've just pushed through well i'm going to be tough and i'm going to push through these feelings that i feel instead of acknowledging them and max i think you've done just such a beautiful job of acknowledging what's there for you when you need space when you need to step back and rest when you need to heal what whatever you need you say it and you're not like i'm tough i'm going to push through this and that's beautiful and that's given me permission to honor myself and what i need and to become more aware of that do i let this fester do i push it down and be the tough guy or do i acknowledge what i truly need and so i i thank you for that max thank you bill i appreciate that acknowledgement because i don't always give myself that so i needed that thank you brother of course yeah and that's a great example of you reminding him of what he knows but sometimes forgets Mm -hmm. and that happens with me as well and i think when you can create a space like that like we have created that we get these little reminders where it's like hey man like i'm seeing this and I, I know you know that, but you're just not seeing it right now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. you know. And, and on top of that, it's like what you said earlier was just so great about how like it's not a woman's responsibility mm-hmm. to, to make us feel again. Yeah. You know, that we have to take care of this shit, that we have to even the most toxic, you know, uh, destructive, hateful men out there, they're fucking wounded. Yeah. They're hurt. And they're, and they're trying to cope with it in ways that they know how. And if they're just invited to come sit in our circle around our, you know, in front of our fire, give them the space to express that. Give them the, spray, the space to, to let it out. Because you know, I've been there. You've been there. Mm-hmm. You've been there. Like, mm-hmm. we've been there. We get it. Yeah. And, you know, that is so important. There, there are these things that... I think initially when I had a little bit of apprehension about joining a men's group, it was like, I mean, I, I was like, yeah, I fucking, I'm vulnerable. I'm raw. I'm real. I fucking share shit all the time on the podcast and everything, you know, like I don't need to like a special space for that, but you do, you know, there's something special about it that these things sometimes go undervalued, but there's something special about being witnessed, being seen, being heard, Mm. expressing yourself and being together with other people and doing that. It sounds simple. It sounds like, who needs that? But it's really super impactful because there's this quote, I forget who said it, it's like, one of the biggest tragedies of the modern human experiment is that men and women are relegated to going through the human experience together, alone, separated, in like boxes, square boxes, and things like that. You You think about it, it's like that's when you get like these men who take it out on the woman, yep. who unload on the woman, who may, you know, or their partner, whoever. It's like, no, get your shit together, mm-hmm. get with some other guys that are going through the shit that you're going through, and you're gonna change. You're yeah. gonna heal. You're gonna change. You're gonna grow. You're gonna learn, and you're gonna be a fucking, you know, 
warrior king magician lover yeah. and your woman is going to fucking be like thank god i have like a responsible healthy man yeah who is you know able to work with me and we grow together and it's not like i'm taking care of him that was like the trope in the 90s yeah couch absolutely. potato man homer yep. simpson yep. laying on the couch drinking beers and being the oh i don't know how to do anything i'm a <laughs> dumb man Help me. oh my husband is just such a klutz you know <laughs> oh yeah I'm homie yeah homer <laughs> Right. I mean, Al Bundy, like all these. And then it just became like this trope of like, yeah, the old ball and chain, you know, I don't know how to do nothing. And, you know, man mows the lawn and fixes things. (laughs) Woman drinks wine and goes to book things with her friend. But this this is uh, truly opening us up actually into a new dimension of reality, possibly rekindling the past hunter gatherer type way of living and being in community Mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, we're we're sort of re-entering into that sphere and bringing back the appropriate rites of passage, not a diploma or right. a college degree. Yeah, those I I feel personally or a bar mitzvah, or, shalom, shabbat. <laughs> yeah, or your driver's Mazel. license. I mean, right. I can remember when I reflect back on my own childhood, thinking like these were big milestones, right? Like, oh, I got my driver's license. Yeah. And then, oh, I graduated high school. Yeah. And then I finished college. Yeah. And then I got out into the real world and it was like, fuck, what, <laughs> who am I? What do I do? How do I, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I've always been a very introspective young man and I've, ha- I've taken time to like sit with myself and think through a lot of different things. Um, but I still got into the real world and, and had this idea in my head of what it was going to be like. And then I started doing door to door sales and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is not how life is going to be right. Like this can't be, it can't be like this forever. Right. Right. Like it it does get better. Right. (laughs) Um, and I feel if, you know, having been on the inside in terms of education, there's so much more we can be doing when those rites of passage that really measure, not, not anyone else's, but allow you to measure yourself where you're at as it relates to being in the world. Like maybe, so survival instincts getting like three days or out in the woods and and really seeing like where you're at in that it's like oh okay like i got some shit i gotta learn like if i want to be able to take care of myself in different ways there's there's other ways that we can be testing for that not that i want to use the word testing that doesn't even feel right but there's other ways to measure where you're at in your own life as it relates to being a part of this globe Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Mike, you mentioned being seen. And I, I think that's an area to really focus on, especially in these rites of passage. Being seen is is so crucial. I think, at least in my own life, I'll speak from personal experience here. I felt for so long that I wasn't truly seen, that I was doing something that wasn't right for me, but I felt like I had to do it. And so I would I would do things for attention a lot of destructive things. I would treat people like shit. I would try to get a lot of women. I would I would do these things that were, I guess, the shadow of being seen. They weren't, because I was still not being seen. I wasn't even seeing myself. And there was not until I started my own kind of personal exploration and then getting into community and then finally, you know, this men's group connection council. Uh, until that, I don't feel that I was ever truly seen. And I was uh, journaling about this the other day. Uh, I had some questions and one of them, one of my prompts was, uh, 
when do you truly when do you feel truly seen and one is with my wife and the other is with connection council i feel that this group of men truly sees me and i think the reason why is because we've created the container and they give me the space to truly be me and enable me to step into the most authentic version of myself and there's no ridicule there is 100% pure acceptance and even beyond that there's celebration of who i am and that is so special that is the greatest gift i think anyone could ask for in life and i think that is one of the keys to why men's work is so special men are able to be seen we're not hiding anymore we're not hiding who we truly are behind this steel facade uh we are ourselves yeah and and yeah it's like just being with a group of men who say yeah just take it tell us what what's in your heart tell us what's on your mind what whatever it is just it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to say some grand profound thing it doesn't have to be something that is going to dazzle us and wow us it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be anything but what it fucking is it doesn't even have to make sense Right. And it's like having that permission to say, yeah, just just try some shit. Just take a ch- take a chance. Take a risk. Just ju- take a leap. And we're here. We'll we'll fucking catch you, you know, and there's that's so valuable. hundred percent. So valuable because the old way is man isolated alone. Take you the know, hit on the chin and do it all yourself. Take the hit on the chin. Do it yourself. I got it. I don't yeah. need to know. Yeah. Hey, why don't you ask for directions, honey? I know where I'm going. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever it is. And it's like, no, like, take a risk. Take a chance. Jump out there. Mm. You know, say the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. Say the thing that you're not sure about. Say the thing that you can't even articulate, but you're just feeling. You know, and and to have the ability to do that and to have other men sitting around and and just looking at you and hearing you uh and receiving what you're saying who knows what comes of it but it's there it went you you went there and every time we're in that circle and somebody goes there it activates something in me Mm. you know Mm. and and i look at the other man who's sharing and i'm like damn fuck max like Fuck, man, that was that was something. Don't really know what, but it fe- I felt it. <laughs> yeah. I felt it somewhere. Yeah, you know. And then later on, I find out where I felt it, maybe, and what it brought up for me, because somebody else shared something. And then I'm connecting these seemingly disparate stories or shares, and something else emerges out of it. And we we cre- we lay this foundation with this container, and we're, we're able to build on it. And 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 the and one of the most exciting things is we never know what's going to emerge. Mm. We never know. Mm. It's never the same. You know? Yeah. And it's the witnessing of others is is another thing. We we truly get to listen, we truly get to witness, and it's a gift. It's such a gift to give that to others to receive. And what I've noticed is it comes with a bonus gift. And that bonus is I learned something about myself each time. It's truly a circle of mirrors. I'm able to see new parts of myself and to learn things about myself in witnessing others. And it's 
that's that's this other piece that I had no idea I was going to gain out of this work. Totally, dude. I I like, and I think there's such a, a, a you know like a tendency to think about it from your own perspective. Like, what is this going to do for me, right? But a lot of the times, witnessing others receiving gifts does do something for me. But I wouldn't have thought that that would have been the case. But it is. You know, it's like if you're if you're a selfish person, give to others because you're going to feel better. You know, witness others doing generous. Act. How many times do you see someone doing something generous or kind or like whatever? And you're like, oh, man, that really felt good to like yeah. to see that to, you know. It, yeah, it's fucking it's 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 really special. And a lot of these things, they seem simple. They seem. Well, yeah, of course. Like and I think there's a tendency for men to like I know for myself I sort of like will intellectually grasp something in my head. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, I get it. Oh, yeah, men's work. Yeah, being vulnerable, share. Yeah, I understand how that could be beneficial. Oh, yeah, I kind of do that with like my friends here and there. But it's like, no, 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 you're not understanding. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> get out of your head and get into your heart. Mm. Yeah. Well, I love the piece that you were just speaking to about witnessing other people and what that does for us because in another men's group that I'm a part of when we would do our uh, magician round, it was an opportunity for another man to do his work that evening and then the rest of us would hold space. But something that the facilitator would always say is as this man goes in to do his own work, it's also an opportunity for us to be doing our work at the same time because of that mirror effect. It You know, while whatever it is they're working through might not sound like it relates to some piece of your journey as you've gone through life, uh, I've found in those experiences, there's always been a little pearl that I've walked away with like, oh shit, like, yeah, I do. I have that same little twinge that I needed to heal and work through and look at this beautiful gift in witnessing. Like when other people are healing, we are also healing. And that's a beautiful gift. Mm, So much. Yeah. Thank you, Max. I, um, I wanted to focus on something you just mentioned, getting out of our heads and into our hearts. I I find so much, especially with, I guess, growing up, you know, going back to this rite of passage of, of am I doing things the right way? And there's always this constant anxiety of like, oh, what did, did, did someone like that? It's this constant like loop of self-judgment. Uh, and that's me being stuck in my head. I'm in my head and I'm in my way. And my thinking mind is stopping me from truly feeling and from truly expressing. And I think so much of our upbringing is focused on uh, getting our minds where they need to be and, and learning new things. And, and it's just it's a lot of heady shit. And it's not learning how to feel and how to connect and how to uh, how to be compassionate and empathetic and uh, and express our feelings and so it's this men's work as well it, it teaches us to start to live from our hearts using our minds as a tool and using our mind or and in, giving our minds the ability to be more in connection with our hearts and not this dominant thing that uh, that causes us to overthink but it's truly feel uh, that uh, truly feeling that is uh, is what this men's work has enabled me to start doing. Yeah, yeah. There's so many small or unrecognizable, intangible kinds of things that happen when we get together as a group that creates a a feeling. 
you know, a feeling of pride or satisfaction or love, you know, um, and it's, it's hard to explain, but there's just, there's just something about, you know, being there with other men and going through the process and everybody kind of, you know, committing, making those commitments, right? I think that we can all agree that that's an important part is mm -hmm. that like when you enter this space that you, you know, there's certain kinds of um, commitments that we make where it's like, we're going to be real. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to be potent. You know, when we share, we're going to try and distill it down and we're going to give other people space. We're going to ask questions from a place of curiosity, mm -hmm. not from a place of agenda or advice, you know, that we, we have this sort of, uh, you know, pact or covenant that we make. Mm -hmm. And th this is the sacredness that gets created from it because it's, it is, it's like magic, you know, it's like we're setting up this magical realm mm -hmm. that we get to enter into. And then when we exit it, it's like, man, like put, let, let, let the fireworks go. Like it's, it's party time. And then, and then we're able to reenter the world with all whole other, like I can't even, I couldn't name how every one in the group has impacted me. You know, maybe it was just something that someone said. Maybe it was just a look that they gave me. Maybe it was just, sitting outside smoking a joint looking at the stars mm -hmm. and there was just a moment after after a connection council where it's just like man like i am just feeling so held mm -hmm. right now by brothers mm -hmm. you know in a tribe in a group where i i don't feel that that my problems and my issues and my wounds are solitary and isolated but they're connected mm -hmm. with this group and with every group, really, with with all of us, we're yeah. all human beings sharing the same kind of experience and going through a lot of the same things. And when when you open that door, you realize, oh, there's a whole room of doors in this labyrinth of life. Yeah. It's not just walls <laughs> sealed shut with brick and concrete <laughs> and steel, you know. But that's you know that's something that you can only you can only experience this. Mm. You can't intellectualize it you can't you know i mean you can but i would argue that the real value is in the actual direct felt presence of the experience 100 percent. yeah I'm a, i have a question for you mike uh so as i'm sure uh all you listeners know uh mike enjoys talking a lot and does that for a living and so i'm, I'm curious mike with that kind of uh what that transformation was like for you, where you had to shift out of this way of being, of, of talking a lot and really just kind of sitting back and doing far more listening than speaking. It was hard. I, it first came to me when I was at the ayahuasca center that I worked at, the Temple of the Way of Light in Peru in the, in the Amazon rainforest. That was the first spark of that happening for me, where it was after a ceremony. Right. So in a ceremony with others who I was sharing a safe space and a container with for that duration of time that I was there and I, it was like, just listen more, you know? Um, and I remember sitting around a bunch of people and something kind of like political or something about like global economy, something came up about like society, civilization, something like that. And I remember like kind of wanting to like jump 
and say something because the person that's talking is wrong and I'm going to make them right. I'm going to I'm going to show everybody here how much I know. Look at what I know. Look at what I've figured out. What look at what I've pieced together and was able to put to, you know, in an articulate and clever way. Ooh, look at this. Isn't this impressive? And I maybe if I butted in and said something people would have been dazzled and amazed. But who gives a fuck? That wasn't what it was about. I was I was like let this person express the truth of how they experience the world to all of us and let me just hold that and receive that and then when it's my turn then maybe I can ask a question or I could say something and being with my partner Jenna she's also helped me a little bit come to that side of like not trying to figure everything out all the time not trying to problem solve but actually just listen to the stirring of the emotions that are coming out in this vocal auditory way of like, I don't know what's going. I don't know. These words actually aren't the truth. It's just, I'm feeling something and I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying things and the feeling is behind there. Just hear me. <laughs> and it, and, and it was such a practice. And then being in connection council even went further because I was around a group of men and normally it's like I'm going to start getting rowdy and bawdy and like sarcastic and fun and silly and 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 talking over people and interrupting people and kind of like you know fucking with people a little bit and um telling people what I think and what I know and then it was like no like this is like you listen now mm-hmm. this is when you listen and and by exercising that muscle and the ego thing too right like the ego thing of like this fucking guy sharing this fucking big stupid story my story is going to be better than his story <laughs> and it's like it's like ludicrous it's like absurd but being able to like even being able to express that is healing when i shared with doug how when we had a new member shout out to doug he'll be on the podcast soon uh come on come into the group and Immediately, I was like doing this kind of like male baboon thing where you're like <laughs> sizing him up. Like, who's this fucking guy? What's yeah. he all about? What's he doing here? Why is he, what's he wearing? What's he like? And, and then just, you know, then just like letting that go and, and letting him actually surprise me because mm. I got out of my head. I opened my heart and I said, come on in. Let's, what do you got? You know? And, um, it's been a, it's been an amazing transformation in my life to be able to do that yeah thanks for sharing that mike yeah there's for me too this shift from righteousness to curiosity has has shifted me into a state of wonder and you know psychedelics do that too but just being in this community with others really being curious and and just open it's this work has truly shifted how i perceive the world and uh, i think that's fantastic that's beautiful yeah, I mean, we've all gone through such huge transformations, you know, like in this past year. And I kind of like forgot when you mentioned it before, Bill, but like you had been severely impacted by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, like you did these live events in theaters and 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 you had to make a change and fucking glad you did. And and Max, you, you decided to make a huge change and take a leap and yeah. and step into a world that's Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, I think that that there's a tendency for men to get comfortable mm-hmm. 
in what they're doing because they got the data, they planned it out, you know, you've done the research, you you know that when you oh, put in the work, 20 years, make this X amount of money, raise this thing, that thing, by the time I'll be able to retire, I'll be able to do that, I got these funds, this investment, blah. and that's great, but there's something about venturing into the unknown, you know? Mm-hmm. There's something about taking that risk, leaping, and not knowing what the where the what is gonna happen (laughs) and i've done that too i've been releasing a new comedy show and it's pretty different than this one and just different kinds of things and stepping more into this work as well and and um yeah like you're not gonna know what's on the other side until you try Mm. right and i think so often we will stop ourselves in our minds before Mm -hmm. we even let us experience. No, I know what that is. I don't want to experience that. I get it. I know what I like. I know what I'm doing. So this element of like safety, security, mm-hmm. stay being stable, right? And that's amplified when identity is a part of it too. I think that was the most challenging part for me was the the identity of being so tied up in what I was creating. It was to the point where I was good cinema and I couldn't distinguish myself outside of that context. And so when the pandemic shut that down, I had an identity crisis. I lost who I was and there was a grieving process and of of that letting go of letting go of what I had built. And I was telling myself a story that, you know, what was all this for? And the reality is that was for what I'm doing now. It, it led me to where I am. And, and uh, it really sucked to not do what I was doing, but it gave me an opportunity to go deeper within, to really explore the unknown at a deeper level and find what other gifts I had to bring to others. And uh, I'm so stoked now to be bringing more live events uh, in the form of experiences through men's work, through retreats and, uh, and doing this work with other men that I love and am in connection with, uh, it's, it's wonderful. And, and if I didn't have that shift and that identity crisis of really finding who I was, I, I don't think I would be bringing out work as authentic as I am now, because this work I feel is, is so true to my heart and is so authentic to who I am and, and is really bringing my gift to the world. And so, uh, sometimes we need to have shit shaken up and we need to go into the unknown to really find, uh, who we are and, and what our purpose is. Mm. Well said. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad you did that. Cause it's like, and then I see you, I see, I see, oh, look at what my friend is going through and what he's doing and what he's building. And it's inspiring, you know, it's like lights a spark within me. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this, this element of like, you know, like, come on up, mm-hmm. like, give, come on, man. Like yeah. you got this, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, I'm, I'm doing it. You can do it too. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Like, sweet. I like that. Like, I like how we can collaborate and create together. Yeah. You know, and, and like Max, like you did something that like so many people are fucking terrified to do, terrified to do. Yeah. And your job was affected by the pandemic. So what, what was it like for you? What was this process like? Oh man. Um, it was a, a a gift with some not so easy on the eyes wrapping paper, man. I had a hard time coming to grips with it. I, uh, I fought with it. I, 
had this grand plan in my head of, I had been working with this particular group of students since they were in fourth grade and I was in sixth grade with them or seventh grade at this point with them. Yeah. You were um, the director. I was the director for a nonprofit building an after school program for the middle school. But prior to that, I was working as an AmeriCorps volunteer, uh, mentoring a caseload of 10 students. Uh, and that's how I kind of got in, you know, with these kiddos. So I, I had that, I had an attachment, of course. I built some really meaningful and impactful relationships. And then when COVID hit and our, our nonprofit was going through some structural shifts as well, we had lost our CEO. And so it was kind of just like it, all the pieces were right in front of me. We were on the precipice of change. I just didn't know how it was going to impact me. And I told myself, three years, I'll see these kids through high school or into high school, wish them well, do the best that I can with them. And then I'll, by that point, I'll have enough of my savings and I'll be able to, um, I'll be able to, to take the leap at, at a, in a more comfortable way, um, which that's just a crock of shit, right? There's no, like, the leap's going to be the leap. It's going to be comfortable or uncomfortable no matter how much money you got in the bank. Um, and so when I was stripped of my director role, I was like, okay, this is it. This is my time. I got to, it's now or never. Um, and I eventually got to the point, I, I clung on a little bit longer telling myself once I had this magic number in my savings account, now would be the time. And I just had one day in particular where it was like, no, I got to go. It's, it's now or never. I know if I don't, I'm getting in my own way by telling myself I need that, that safety and security in my, um, savings account before I can effectively make the leap. Um, when ultimately the only way I'm going to do it is by jumping. Um, and so I jumped and I took time to rest, to, to process everything that had gone through. And honestly, Mike, it was when we had recorded that podcast, the wholehearted masculine, I was driving home and it dawned on me of like, I've been, involved in men's work now since 2017 and in both of the containers that I'm a part of, they're really starting to evolve and go public and invite more men into this so that we don't just keep the work for ourselves, but we can expand and give other men the opportunity to heal. And I was already kind of inadvertently coaching people and mentoring other men in the process. And I was like, I should just, I should go full tilt with it. I left that podcast feeling super inspired and was like, man, it'd be pretty sweet to jump on podcasts and go work with clients one-on-one -on -one and build retreats and different events where this work can be more accessible for other men to, to heal appropriately. And it was, and it has been, it still is, you know, I, when you take on men's work as your work, um, you're just kind of doing it all the time. So I have to be really conscious of like how I'm allocating my time so that I give myself time to process and, and work through the emotions that are coming up as I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients and, and in my different men's groups and in my therapy. So it's been an important lesson of like, I, I've always had it in me to make this jump. I was just getting up my own way and telling myself stories about it. And now that I'm, I'm still in flight, I'm in the air kind of free falling right now and seeing, you know, what's in front of me and where to, where to pull things into my basket. It's uh, it's exciting. It's challenging. It's, it's everything that it's supposed to be. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm glad that I, that I did take the leap. Thanks yeah. for asking Mike. Yeah, man. I'm glad you took the leap too. I'm, and I'm glad that you took the leap too, Bill. And it's like, you know, the more I see people taking leaps and, and doing things, that are like risky or just you got to do what's in your heart, you know, and you get to a certain point where like physically you're like feeling shitty because yeah. you're like, I cannot keep doing this thing that is just crushing my soul yeah. and causing me a lot of like, um, you know, 
terror. <laughs> I'm terrorizing myself. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Do the thing that makes your fucking soul sing, that makes your heart come alive. Do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. And it's not easy. Mm-mm. It's fucking hard. And it's yeah. like terrifying, you know? Yeah. And by doing it, we're giving others permission mm-hmm. to do the same. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the thing that's really special about what we've all created and what we are creating, and especially with this retreat that we have coming up in August, permission, is that we're not 20 year veterans in this work. We're not. Uh, you know, some corporate sort of more, more of a corporate type of like entity, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're just really figuring a lot of this stuff out for ourselves. So it's like, come on this journey with us, yeah. build with us, mm-hmm. participate, be a part of it with us. Like that is what is so exciting for me. Just like the rafting trip. It mm-hmm. was like, it's not about just having a captain and he's going to lead and everybody else is just going to follow. It's like we were all the captains. Yeah. And I'm that's the feeling I get when when we're in connection council that's what you do such a good job of as the ego janitor <laughs> and it makes us all be that way. It makes us all kind of like come alive and embody that essence. You know, and and so I think that that's not to say and it's like we know we know what we're doing, but we're also figuring it out along the way. And there's something special about being there. You know, I watched this documentary about the comedy store on Showtime. It was amazing. But there was like there's a magic about being like in that comedy the comedy store room when Richard Pryor was like figuring out who he was as a comedian with Robin Williams, with all these other guys. Nobody was like the leader of the pack. They were all figuring it out together and they were just getting started, but they wound up building something fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I think I look at like what we're doing now and I'm like, man, like there's, there's just something really cool about it being like, Hey, this is a participatory thing. Like we're, we're leading, but we're also learning so much from all of you mm-hmm. that are a part of this. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, we, I am so psyched up for, for this retreat and, um, you know, it's just like the, the one that we did in winter park, like that was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. There's something about just getting away and just having like a weekend, a little bit more than a weekend of, uh, just impactful, memorable moments, events, containers, shares, activities mm-hmm. that really it, it it ignites your soul in a way that you, you you know you just can't get anywhere else. Well, I'm I'm glad you framed it in the way of building something together because that's that's I think the distinction between in one way, this retreat and and so many others that I've seen, this is not an escape. This is not something you go to and then go back to your life. And a week later, everything goes back to normal. Uh, I see this as an initiation, as an activation, as the beginning of something bigger. And so this retreat is, uh, it's got some themes through it. We're, we're going to be arriving and releasing uh, what's been holding us back, really starting to see ourselves for who we are. We're going to go and retreat and go into ourselves, then come back together as a community and then be reborn and rebirthed as new people, as a new community. And we're not stopping there. This is going to be the beginning of a journey together. And so uh, we're going to be creating a container to where this uh, 
this retreat moves forward into our lives and we're there to support each other through this men's work that we've been talking about we're going to be able to integrate this work together and grow as a community and i think that's what i'm most excited for this new beginning that this uh, retreat gives us an opportunity for amen yeah yeah it's it's really as you were talking like the thought came to my mind is like we're kind of like building a new economy almost you know like in a way because when you have when you forge bonds with other men who you're you're getting vulnerable you're releasing you're you're allowing like the weird crazy parts of yourself to come out in a healthy way and really getting in touch with your emotions and healing wounds and being in ceremony and these kinds of things you're forging bonds that are way more valuable than any kind of monetary gain that you could get right like and, and that that shit is is it's invaluable right because I know that I can can take a, a leap in this world and you know if I fall and hit some rocks my brothers got me mm-hmm. my brothers have my back you know if I get fucking hit by a car and I don't have medical insurance and I need to start like a GoFundMe or whatever <laughs> my brothers got my back mm-hmm. if someone writes a blog post like when Max just published a new blog post recently I read it reposted it shared it told people about it like that's what I'm talking about is this level, this, this level of support that doesn't come from proximity. Oh, I work with these people. Oh, you see uh, Janine's having a birthday party. I'm not going to that shit. <laughs> it's like, no, we want to be involved in each other's lives. We want to support each other. It comes from within. It doesn't come from, oh, I guess I'm a part of this group, so I have to do these things. No, it's come to permission and, and reawaken your wild soul mm. with us because this is going to be so epic. I am just, I can't tell you how excited I am. We are going to be totally unleashing uh, a whole new way of being at mm. this retreat. It, it is going to be, um, you know, I know, I know what it's going to be because of what we are and mm. what we create and what we do already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel the, the element I'm, I'm feeling into and what's most alive for me right now is really when you get a group of potentially strangers together, right, that enter into this container for the first time, sometimes with people they ne- they've never met, um, and then they leave with that sense of brotherhood after four days. You walk out, and speaking from my own experience and other retreats that I've been to, I've walked out of those retreats with lifelong friends who I've been like, holy shit, like I only spent three days with this person, but that person learned more about me in this three day chunk than I've dared to share with other people in my life because of the container, because of where we were and because of how welcomed my authentic self was. And I'm so excited for that permission to be given to other men to just step into who they really are and to ignite that part of themselves, to ignite that primal masculine fire and let it be seen with other men as we dance around the fire and let it out and just be together in a way that's that's more natural and not this oh hmm, robotic you know behind the desk typing on the computer popping your head over the cubicle to be like hey scott how you doing today um, right yeah yeah <laughs> but more of a more of an interaction more of an authentic feel of being immersed in in nature and where we'll be in the world around us and with your brothers and working together through these different challenges through these different um beautiful uh, emotional experiences that we'll have together and it's going to be 
I can't even do it justice by, with words, but I just, um, what I'm feeling is it's going to be magic. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and a lot of this, uh, our work and inspiration, like a lot of mine comes from Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. um, Robert Bly, Michael Mead. Um, you know, I've definitely taken some inspiration from people like Aubrey Marcus, past podcast guest, Eric Godsey, mm-hmm. other people that I see in the world doing this kind of work. Fuck Adrian Grenier, who I met recently at a yeah. Charles Eisenstein event from Entourage. Just, Bill Plotkin, Plotkin. Matthew Fox. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, truly amazing. I wonder if we can give a little tease to the people out there about what kind of stuff we're going to have going on. Uh, What are you going to give people permission for? Yeah, well, I'm going to turn it back on all of you listening. I invite you all to look deep within yourself and imagine if there was nothing holding you back, what would you give yourself permission to do? Who would you give yourself permission to be? That is the essence that we're looking to capture at this retreat. And we're going to do it through ceremony, through community, through immersion in nature, through movement, dance, breath, exploration, expression, really exploring and expressing and letting out our wild selves, learning what it means to truly live, learning who we are, and how we can truly be our best selves in community supported by one another. I think that's a perfect place to end the podcast. Well said. (laughs) Well said, Bill Burns. Well, uh, I'm sure we're going to do this again. This has been great, guys. Um, you know, we I feel like always we just scratch the surface of what we're getting into because we can (laughs) talk about this stuff all day. This is what we're most interested in. And, you know, Wherever wherever your wound lies, that's where your genius is. Mm-hmm. That's what Robert Bly says. And we all have these wounds. Sometimes we don't know what they are. But, you know, I was driving with my cousin recently when I was home. And he's like, he just said, un, un, unprompted by anything. I didn't say anything to him. He's like, yeah, you know, I just haven't, like, screamed as loud as I could. And, and like, uh, like, I haven't done that in, like, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, man, I was like, you should come to permission. It's going to be in <laughs> And we got 40 acres of land in, yeah. in, in Colorado. Blow your lungs out. You blow your fucking lungs out, man. <laughs> So what Bill said was perfect. I'm not going to add any more sprinkles on top of that perfect uh, banana split. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was great. Guys, tell people where they can find you and where they can go to uh, to sign up for this. Um, you know, for this retreat that we have permission. Yeah. So uh, authentic you, authentic ue dot com slash permission is uh the site and uh that's where you can find out more about this wonderful retreat uh you can message your podcast host here mike uh he'll have tons of info for you uh i'm bill burns i uh my brand i guess as it were is uh authentic you and i'm also a coach group facilitator uh apparently an ego janitor now as well <laughs> and uh <laughs> and retreat host and can't wait to uh hopefully see some of you with us in western colorado beautiful and i'm max marsh as and you can find me at maxmarsh.com that's m-a-r-s-c-h it's a german last name so a uh, little tricky there but jump on there you can find me for more information um and the, uh, there's a link to permission on there as well or reach out to me on Coachhausen uh, for more information about permission permission yeah and for you guys for you guys only you've listened this far if you're still listening you're in fucking luck because you're gonna get a little mycadelic discount so when you sign up for permission you're gonna get 10% off uh, and you just mentioned mycadelic 
Just mention Mike Adelic. You heard it here. We're going to get you 10% off. And there's also early bird pricing. And if you have any questions, if you want to know anything else, we're going to, we're not just going to take anyone and everyone. We're going to screen people. We're going to have calls. We're going to make sure that you're a right fit with the other people that we have. And that's how we're going to curate this to be the most maximal, optimal, I don't know, fucking thing in the, on the world. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be all profound as I close out the podcast here. But you know what? I took a chance. I took a risk. And I'm glad you guys held me. And that's what we're going to be doing. So go to, the, go to these sites. All the links will be in the show description. Check it all out. Get the special early bird pricing. Put in the extra 10% Mikeadelic code. And uh, we hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, you know what to do. Like it, share, subscribe, rate it, tell people about it. If you know someone that might benefit from permission, maybe it's not yourself, but someone you know, someone that could benefit, fuck, come with a a buddy, come with a friend, come with a brother, uh, whoever it is, tell people about it, share it, you know, take the risk to say, hey, I heard this thing on a podcast. I think maybe you might be interested in this. Do you want to go with me? And we want to fucking see you guys there. So, And if you're a woman who thinks your man or a man you know right. might benefit from this, uh, send them our way. We'd love to, we'd love to learn more. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Much love to you all. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Peace. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. If you're interested in what we're talking about, get in touch with me. All the links are in the show notes. Just go to the show description, show notes, whatever, however it's labeled on your podcast player, uh, and get in touch with me. Shoot me a DM, a DM on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook too much, but I will respond to Messenger, mikeadelicpod at gmail.com. Also, uh, the links are all in the show description and show notes. And then also in my link tree, you'll find access to uh authentic you where the permission retreat is hosted on bill burns's website authentic you so uh do that and then you know show your love and support for the show leave a five-star rating and review do you you know what to do when you love things just uh, tell people about it share it 
and all that good stuff. And uh, if you want to be a patron, get access to episodes like this that came out uh, for early access, plus bonus materials, plus dosadelic episodes, the more lighthearted, silly, goofy, absurd comedy show that I'm trying to put out and create. Well, that I am putting out and creating, but it's still a work in progress. Everything's a work in progress. You're a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. So let's be work in progresses together with each other. Uh, hit me up and uh, love to hear from you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Much love. Till next time. Peace.